Gosh, that was rude. Hi, Amanda and Andy. Hello, Lisa. It's great to have you on again, darling. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Andy, you're not attempting your British accent again, are you? Let's go. Anyway, welcome to the Andy and Amanda show. Welcome to the. That was very good. Anyway, welcome to the uh, Andy and Amanda show here, coast to coast on Blog Talk Radio. We are um, joining the UK and USA together for another engaging presentation and discussion of the news of the day and whatever else might be on our minds at that moment. You never know. It's the Andy and Amanda show here, folks, and we uh, welcome you on board. If you'd like to call our studio, we can do it. You join us right now for the next hour. Our number is 515-605-9888 and internationally dial 1, or you can email Andy and Amanda show at gmail.com. Let us know you want to be on, and I will send you an invite over the internet. As long as speakers and a headset or whatever, um, you can get on that way too. So um, we look forward to having you. Yeah, look forward to having you join the program if you care to do so. We know most of you just like to hear the podcast, so we're cool with that too. Uh, you don't have to call if you're shy, whatever. But we have uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today in the news. What's going on over in the UK? What's going on here in the United States? Of course, a lot here with the impeachment trial. Uh, well, the impeachment trial actually already happened. Ooh, the president's yeah. impeached. Now it's the Senate. Um, hearings to see if they uh, convict or not, but you're, you're already impeached. Wow. And it's important that we make that distinction, folks. Like, well, we'll see if he's impeached or not. Well, he was already impeached for the second time, the only president in history to be impeached twice. As a matter of fact, this, this particular, this former president is, on his record, he's enjoying 50% of all the impeachments that's ever happened in this country. Wow, that's quite crazy, really. <laughs> there's, only been, there's only been four, and he's got two of them. Wow. Well, he does like to strive for like greatness, right? So I'm not surprised it's happened to him. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Elect those winning numbers. This guy's making a lot of history. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, Andy, he's definitely going to be on the Guinness World Book of Records, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. something. For you know, for, I, I don't know. For those of you who have been watching or monitoring at least what was what was going on today. Um, it was, and it's not over yet. It's still going on right now. If you care to, to listen in or watch wherever you are, um, it's a um, you know the second day of the uh, of his um, impeachment trial is uh, continues to be dominated by detailed and damning documentation of the events leading up to uh, the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol by the House impeachment managers. And they are doing an exquisite job, not just saying, hey, this is what happened on January 6th. They're not doing just that. You know, what they're doing is going back to 41 days, 50 days before the election, when uh, Trump first started saying that the only way he can lose is if the election is rigged. This is going to be a rigged election. It's going to be the biggest fraud in history. There's no way we're going to lose this thing. And this is 50 days before the election. Why did he say these things? Why did he begin to incite anger then and rile up his base? Because the numbers, every single credible poll in the world, the BBC, all the polls here, his own Fox News, yeah. we used to call it Trump News, every yeah. single poll showed him behind his opponent, Joe Biden, every single one. And so he, so he goes out and says, if they win, the election's rigged, it's a fraud, don't let them steal it. And sure enough, uh, election day comes. And uh, it was also predicted that the day, you know, because of COVID and, and people not wanting to stand in line for hours on end uh, with other people um, risking their lives and their health and the lives of loved ones um, to stand in line to vote. So they opened up. Yeah, the, the mail-in, they, they broadened, I should say, they broadened the mail-in ballot process. It was already in process for six states or seven states, already had mail-in ballots for a long time. And most of the other states of the country followed suit by saying, hey, listen, we don't blame you if you don't want to stand in line uh, all day long or for several hours to vote, you can mail in. So what they predicted ahead of time, if you remember, because we discussed this a lot at the time on our show too, 
um, what they what they predicted at that time was the folks who didn't give a damn about wearing a mask, who didn't give a damn about you know who they were next to or who they might you know just spreader events, right? Trump had spreader event event rallies where where thousands of people gathered with no masks. So these same people went to go vote on the day of the election, and it was predicted because of that, because of that, that his numbers, the day of the election, were going to be shining, going to be spectacular on his, on his behalf. It wasn't until after all these absentee and mail-in votes began to get counted would the teeter-totter go the other way in favor of Biden, which was predicted to happen, and it did happen. So yeah. the evening of that election, and I, we're just kind of, you know, let's do a rewind here, if we all can recall I watched, you know, I was glued to the TV like so many were, I'm sure, around the world when all those numbers favored Trump that day. And I went to bed thinking, how the hell is this possible? How could this possibly be? And yeah. not really, it didn't really sink in in my own mind that, wait, Andy, that we have, we have millions, tens of millions of votes yet to be counted. Yeah. Don't worry, Andy, relax, right? I didn't think that. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, is it possible? Is it possible we're going to lose? Is it possible? And it wasn't so much we're going to lose as much we got to get this crazed man out of the White House, this idiot, yeah. this, this, this mentally unhealthy psychopath out of the White House who should had no business Imagine being there. He had two more months to stay in office. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so what wow. happens? Yeah, really. We know what happened after two months. So what happens is um, that evening he gets on the TV and said, "I can honestly say we won this election. We won the election." And then when the numbers started going the other way, it was stolen. It was steal. They, they did a counterfeit fraud. You know, you, we all, I'm not going to rehash. We, we know. We, we talked about it enough. We played the clips. You've seen the news. We've read the papers, the headlines, and everybody who's, anybody who's around the world has seen what, what occurred, as, as Cornell just said, the two months that followed. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, what they yeah. did, you know, getting back to what we're talking about, and what the Democrats, I think, did, the managers, what the managers did, uh, mm-hmm. so well today, continue to do today, uh, is really tied from those couple of months prior to the election to January 6th together, showing this just isn't one isolated event where he got up there and he said, you can't uh, uh, win with weakness, you've got to be strong. I uh, hope Mike Pence comes through for us today. If he doesn't, uh-oh, um, all these things on January 6th. But what he said, what he tweeted, you know, what he wrote, for months leading up to January 6th, it wasn't just one day. It was a culmination of, of expression. And, and you got to think, he was president number 45. Have we yes. ever heard 44 presidents that preceded him, ever, ever, even if their numbers said they were going to lose or weren't doing too well? They never said, well, if, if I lose this thing, it's because the other side's cheating. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, 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 were, they, they had dignity. They had integrity. They had... Yeah. Um, you know, honesty, they, you know, they were, um, came and said, look, you know, the numbers are the numbers. If you can't really go by polls, uh, mm-hmm. we're doing our best. We, we believe in what we're saying. We believe in what we're doing is the best for the country or any local office that somebody may be running for. Not your local mayor, not your mayor of Podunk, Illinois. Sorry, Podunk. Um, saying um, with population of 27. Imagine a Podunk, Illinois uh, <laughs> mayor there saying um, his, his counterpart, uh, the polls, you know, before the election that that uh, that he was going or she was going to lose and, and, and for mayor and saying it, it's rigged. They're going to steal the election, folks. That's why that's why the polls are showing I'm losing. It's rigged. It's a fraud. Now yeah. take this to the presidential level and imagine 44 presidents, 44 presidents, anybody, any one president who preceded Donald Trump getting in front of the microphone or on the TV or on, on whatever so media there was and saying the reason why I'm, I'm losing, the reason why the numbers are showing I'm losing, I'm not losing, folks. I'm winning. Not only am I winning, I am winning by a landslide. I am winning so big. This is a landslide. And if anything else happens outside of a landslide, you know that it was rigged. That's why. And that caused That's a lot why. of chaos. Yeah. caused a lot of chaos. My goodness. So like plans and ideas in people's heads. Yeah. And there's some, you know, I think Trump has depicted himself as being his own worst enemy. You know, the House impeachment managers did a, you know, a very respectable job of making their case. But in truth, let's face it, let's face it, Trump himself did a lot of work for them. His tweets, his speeches, his media interviews. Uh, there's just so much of it for so long, time after time. 
Trump left nothing to the imagination. What, what, what more could he have done? I don't know. Yeah. He said the election was rigged. He told his supporters that they were going to have the, to fight like hell, quote unquote, to keep uh, hold of a democracy. Um, that if he didn't win, if they didn't do that, then there would be no more America. That's what he said. He refused to agree to the peaceful handover of power. If he lost, he never. Can anybody get on 515-605-9888. You tell this show one time. One time. Where Trump Just ever. One time. One time. time. <laughs> Where like he said the Jamaican election say one time, man. <laughs> one time. One time. That he said the election was not rigged. He told his supporters that they're going to have to fight like hell time and time again. You know, he said the, we wouldn't have a country anymore if he didn't win. There'd be no more country. We'd lose the country if he didn't win. He refused to agree to the peaceful handover of power he lost. He never once again call us at the show. Tell us one time where he agreed that, listen, if he lost, he would agree to a peaceful handover of power. One president, 44 of them that preceded him, tell me one that ever said, <laughs> if I lose, <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. If you show me it was illegal and all the ballots were, were, were legal, then, then, then I'll think about it. I don't, I don't think, but I'm, I'm not going to hand over a, a peaceful handover if, if the ballots aren't uh, valid and legal and, and uh, you know, and then he went over all these conspiracies, how dead people. Yeah. He, 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 said, he said there are more people who voted in Detroit, Michigan than lived in Detroit, Michigan. Well, he was off by several hundred thousand. Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> you know, 500-some thousand registered voters, only 200-some thousand of them voted. So how, how did more people who live there vote than who live there? Because, again, he yeah. knew that. And, and, and yeah. people, his base, and that's just one example of his, of his base Believing in what he said. Oh my God! More people voted in Detroit than live in Detroit, but it's not true. Half the voters in, in Detroit voted. Half the registered voters. Point blank, wow. everybody wanted him yeah. out of office. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what the House managers did, and they just poured Trump's own words and his tweets into the lap of every single senator sitting in the chamber. All the evidence yeah. directly from Trump's mouth. From his keyboard, from his phone, from his typing fingers, makes it hard for any Republican to suggest that this is just purely a partisan political proceeding without any there there, so to speak. Yes. This wasn't the House impeachment manager putting words in Trump's mouth. This was Trump. These are, they showed pictures of Trump's tweets. They showed videos of his speeches that go back to preceding the election. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and let's yeah. talk about Liz Cheney for a minute, uh, Dick Cheney's daughter. A week after the Wyoming Republican... Um, survived a challenge to her leadership because in Congress she voted to impeach the president. Right? Remember that? Um, yes. And, and in her words, explaining why she was voting to impeach Trump were used, again, by the Democrats to make the case for why he needed to be uh, convicted. And quote, the president of the United States summoned this mob, assembled this mob, and lit the flame of this attack, unquote. I like the way you, you know, just uh, said that. I'll say it again. Bob. Want me to do it again? <laughs> yes, sir, please do. <laughs> yes, please, Andy, please. Please, Andy, please. I love it. I, I'm in his health, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Hey. Then, then let's look at Trump supporters. The Trump supporters. Here's, here's the thing. I was having a conversation with, with somebody who might even call into the show today um, on the phone earlier. Uh, actually from back in Pennsylvania, who, who said this about the, the mob, that these are people, these are people yeah. who aren't particularly politically acute to what is going on. If you ask them exactly why they were there politically, what exactly happened? What happened? What went on in the real world that's going to make you break this window in the Capitol building? That most of them, in, a, in, a, in an intellectual degree, in a, in a real world degree, probably would not know what really happened in the real world. They were spoon-fed information that they needed to believe. They were spoon-fed information that, that led them to be angry. But here's, here's an interesting point that was brought up to me today, that most of these people, not all, were angry people to begin with. Something else in their lives, either a, a bad marriage, a bad this, a bad, you know, not having a job, a bad, you know, anger, anger, anger. Mm. And this is an yeah. excuse to go, to go 
act upon that anger. Why are yeah. you here today? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna break this goddamn window. I'll show them, you know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. God damn it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, Trump said to go here and, and, break, and, 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 and break down the window. I'm gonna break down the window. Hell yeah. yeah. Trump, Trump, <laughs> hang pants, hang pants. This is my pants. Yeah. I don't know. But they were gonna hang him. Yeah. Whoever he is. Nah, I'm going a little too far, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> folks. I know, I'm kidding around. Don't take, don't take me too seriously. Yes, he is, you know, right? Please, I don't mean to insult anybody. I love everybody. You know, I love you. My people, my people, I love you all. My people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, have, and, and have the footage of the Trump backers outside of Michigan's Secretary of State's house chanting, stop this deal. And those who participated in the January 6th riot, insisting that they were acting on the orders of the president. They showed them on the screen today. His commands led to their actions. Wow. 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 You know, and then you just kind of connect the dots. We're not stupid, or yeah. are we? Hmm. I shouldn't say that convincingly. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Strike that. Strike that, Your Honor. Strike, strike it that. from the record. Thank you. Strike it from the record. Please, Cornell, strike <laughs> yeah. that. When we edit this, when we edit this, strike what I just said. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's say, let's say I like to think. I like to think that people aren't stupid. I like yeah. to think this yeah. about. One of the key debates in this trial is whether the people who rioted at the Capitol on January 6th were doing so at Trump's request or whether they were simply bad actors who had decided to make trouble during the electoral vote certification before Trump said a word at the Stop the Steal rally that day. Yeah. Yeah. Trump defenders are very quick to note that some of the rioters had already made their way down to the Capitol complex before Trump had even started speaking. And I got something wow. to say about that. You want to hear what I have to say about that? Yeah, we right. definitely want to hear. All right, here Could it is. Your best Are we prepared for this one? <laughs> we got to be ready for this. Trump. All right, let me go on my camera. Trump called for this rally to be held at, on January 6th at the precise time where the Congress was to officiate the Electoral College ballots. He called for this rally to be at the same time. There was a permit issued for this rally only to be held in a in a area outlined in front of the stage where Trump and his other folks Giuliani Donald Trump Jr blah blah, blah were to speak yeah. when the folks started marching down Pennsylvania Avenue to the Capitol there was no permit for them to do so so guess what happened the white what house happened? the white house got them a permit to do so wow, wow. fact fact Happened. Happened. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. This is not good. No, that's not good. <laughs> Your Honors, now, before I rest my case, before I rest my case. Knock me up. <laughs> knock you up? Yeah. What? Knock you up? He said, lock me up. Oh, lock you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm guilty. For everything. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, right. I, no, I thought you were talking more like, you know. Anyway. Oh, no, uh, oh Andy's back. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, Andy, not to change the subject, Larry, the great Larry Flint died. Since you say boing, 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 boing. Yes. Yes, he yeah. did. Hustle Magazine. Hustle Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Bless him. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Larry, uh, yep, yep. Yep, he uh, died today. He was the uh, publisher of the, uh, as many of you know, he was, his company is called Larry Flint Publications, which uh, produces magazines like Hustler, um, porn videos, uh, pornographic television channels, um, Hustler TV. Um, and he also, um, you know, year, I guess a couple of decades ago, I forget one, but I remember him being, uh, uh, there was some court issued battles that he had to get around. I forget what, what it what it was exactly, but uh, he took um, he took eighteen hundred dollars, Larry. Uh, wow. Eighteen dollars, and and bought his mother's bar in Dayton, Ohio, called the Kiwi. He refitted it, and as soon as making a thousand dollars a week, he used the profits of that to buy two other bars. Right. Wow. Okay. Spending twenty hours That's a day in amphetamines to stay awake. He frequently bartended bar. He managed the place. He, he frequently had to break up fistfights between drunken customers. 
And then he yes. decided to open a new high-class bar, which would also be the first in the area to feature nude hostess dancers. He named it the Hustler Club. And from, okay. from 68 onward, with the help of his brother Jimmy and later his girlfriend, Athelia, Leisure, mm-hmm. I don't know that's her real name, he opened the Hustle Clubs in Akron, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Toledo. Soon, each club rose between $260,000 and $520,000 a year. And then he acquired what? the Dayton franchise of a small newspaper called The Bachelor's Beat, which he published for two years before selling it. At the same time, he closed a money-losing vending business. And then in 72, he started Hustler Newsletter, a two-page black-and-white publication about his clubs, which later became, as we know, the Hustler magazine. It went to 16 pages to 32 pages in August of 73. As a result of the oil crisis, the American economy entered a recession. Revenues from Hustler clubs declined, and Flynn had to refinance his debts to declare bankruptcy. One or the other. Wow. So he decided to turn the Hustler Newsletter into a sexually explicit Magazine, which we're all in favor of on this show. Oh, excuse me. I know you are number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know more than I do. Keep going, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and he paid the startup costs of, of the new magazine by deferring payment of the sales taxes is, is, that is. Uh, Club zones and their activities. Did I remember that? He had some tax issues. That's what it was. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then some. And then he also had uh, a tabloid named Screw um, magazine. And wow. then he had, uh, yeah, pink shots or photos of open uh, women's uh, sexual parts. You know. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did that. He did that. <laughs> you heard it, Amanda? You heard it? <laughs> I'm hearing this is okay. At every crossroad, Flint had to fight for every single issue that he published. Wow. And uh, wow. yeah, so he was, he was, you know, he's a fighter. He battled, he battled, and battled, and battled. Um, he was approached by uh, paparazzi who were taking pictures of former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy Nassis while she was sunbathing nude on vacation in 71. I barely yeah. remember that, but I do remember. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he purchased them for $18,000, and he put them in the 1975 August issue of Hustler with Jackie wow. Kennedy and sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder how many that sold. No. Three. <laughs> Not for <more> two. <laughs> they say three is a magic number. Yeah. Flint was married wow. five times. He married his fourth wife, Athelia, in 76, and there he remained married until uh, her death in 87. And then he married his fifth wife, Elizabeth, in, in 1998. He has five daughters. You know, I wonder, with all the work he did, five, five daughters and a son. Mm. And as his daughters became teens and adolescents, and knowing what he, you know, encouraged 18 and olders, 21 and olders, whatever, to pose nude and explicit uh, positions in his publications, having daughters. I wonder if that affected him at all. Yeah. What's that that crossed my mind? Yeah. I've got daughters. I've got daughters. And I, uh, I just couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine being in that business and having, you know, but I don't know. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Who am I? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. But anyway, it's pretty... <laughs> Not, not that it, you know. I'm, I'm like, you know, if if the women want to do it, and the guys and girls like to 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 watch or peruse or look, whatever, and everybody's happy and everybody's okay, and you know nobody's hurting anybody, and and they're doing it for entertainment's sake, and whatever gets them off, so to speak. Then mm-hmm. I guess tune in to the Andy and Amanda show tomorrow. I know Cornell. He's our show coordinator. I, I, he's trying to, uh, Andy, okay, okay, you can lay off the slide plate now. It's enough slide plate. Let's go. Let's move on to uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Andy, one last time you had a nice glass of chocolate milk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. We're here together. <laughs> hey, Amanda, what's exciting yeah. over where, where you're at? Tell, tell us what's going on over there. Well, nothing exciting is porn, I can tell you that, but. Uh... <laughs> Good. Now you're starting to see our light through our eyes. <laughs> Took you long enough, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, you know, it's it's uh, nothing very exciting, but just you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh my God! Don't tell me Larry Flint came back to life. <laughs> Sometimes it can be a quickie. Uh, most of the time, women do need a longer time to um, have foreplay and a longer time before they reach actually an orgasm. So it depends mm-hmm. on the person. I just wanted to be very right. clear. But. I think I'm bad influence on Andy. It seemed like when y'all was on a show in the UK one day, I mean, in Hollywood, none of this was happening. Am I bad influence? I'm as bad as hell, but <laughs> I'm not going to take this anymore. Like I say, <laughs> you put it together, you're deadly. Did I? Did, 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 did I? Did, did, uh, uh, how you say? Uh, they still be going around Andy like this. I am hot as hell, and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I stood up like a stand, and I can't stand no more. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, excuse uh, me. Uh, I, I didn't mean to, uh, to, um, or, um, what was I going to say? Oh, to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut yes, you off. Yes, you did, Andy. Yes, you did. It was all... all right, I did. I did. It's true. <laughs> I did. I didn't mean to cut you off. I really You're did. You're trying to throw me off. <laughs> I, I am. I am indeed. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry. Okay. But, but yeah, let's... let's <laughs> excuse me. Uh, now talking about the nose, I meant about when you came to Uh, hello, Bill. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, just I'm fine. How's the wife? He's fine, too. Good day. Good day. Yeah. What happened to what? Larry Flint today. Did he die? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello. What happened today? Oh, Larry Flint? No, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. I'll tell you something, you know, I'll tell you. These people are sick. Mm. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, open up. Uh, open yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So, so, do you want me to get on with the news? Yeah. No. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, my goodness. No, you know, no, I'm not going to. No, no, please. We wanted to see your response. <laughs> right. Do you know how many, how many, you have any, you have any newscasts you've done for us so far? Do you know how many you've done? And the fact that I have uh, more than, I will have by the end, more than 300, first term, think of it. I dread to think. Yeah. How many? Uh, 224. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's incredible, mate. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, okay, I'll, I'll uh, dig in. What I say is what I say. Andy. <laughs> Andy, Andy. Andy. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. I really, I'm, I, yes, I really. <laughs> I told you, I'm bad influence. I'm telling you, I'm bad influence on Andy. Oh, I'm telling you. All right. All right, right. All right. Let me, uh, let me go get a drink. You go ahead and do the news. I'll be right back. <laughs> me too, me too, Amanda. We can leave you in. <laughs> you know what? Let, let, let's skip past it. Let's skip past it. Now Amanda said, I'm mad as hell and I can't take it no more. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done, damn it. <laughs> I'm done, damn it. Oh, I'm mad as hell. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Now you tell him. We're going to get us a drink. Okay. <laughs> Are we clear? Boris Johnson has been very eager in today's COVID briefing. Yes. In front of the, uh, all the newspapers um, convincing everybody to get vaccinated. Uh, we're currently at just over 13 million people with the first dose vaccinated so far. So um, he's been okay. touching base on the importance of people not going ahead and booking holidays, etc., as it is unclear as to what is going to unfold in the next um, few weeks and, and leading up to summer. And expressed that the basic truth of the matter is that it's currently illegal to go on holiday. So, really? uh, yes, 
Yes. Mm. Wow. So what our summer is going to look like and what we can do remains really uncertain right now. So I think at this point, um, I mean, I do understand people's dire need for normality. Um, it's been getting to me just as much as anyone else because where I work from home and I don't go to an office environment or, you know, other buildings where, you know, you interact with employees, etc., and have, like, face-to-face communication with people, you know, I've been feeling the impact of it. So um, I can see the importance of how we need to be sensible and, and not just throw ourselves into all these things that could be dangerous, even if, you know, appearing harmless. So, you know, just when we are managing to keep our heads above water with this virus here and have these numbers starting to drop, um, we need to be careful, very, very careful. So currently, even though they have dropped, we are still seeing like high rates of positive tests and another 1,001 people have uh, died. And uh, Boris Johnson did say that in the next few weeks they will be setting out a roadmap out of lockdown which is something everyone is so eager to hear. But again, we have to be patient and sensible with this. Um, myself included, damn it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the questions aimed at the scientific advisor, Sir Patrick Valance, in today's briefing was questioned as to when the infection rates will start to fall. And due to the fact that the vaccine takes up to three weeks before it starts to take effect, they do not have accurate data just yet as to um, when that's going to happen, but they should have that data very shortly. So in terms of the vaccine, specifically the AstraZeneca vaccine I mentioned in our last show that a group of experts from the World Health Organization gathered discussions on the effectiveness of the AstraZeneca vaccine with the new variants. And it's been concluded that it is still effective, but early data from South Africa in terms of its effectiveness in young adults have been inconclusive in its uh, minimal protection, but it's still recommended that by giving two doses with a bigger gap of 12 weeks in between the two makes the vaccine even more effective. So we should see what happens with that. And the other thing, I hate this part, boys, I hate this part because this is something that makes me feel physically sick. But I wanted to share this because I think any parents listening to this should really know about what goes on on the internet when it comes to their children. And so, um, you know, here goes. I I feel it's an important message to put across to our listeners. So uh, the media has reported of a sex offender by the name of David Wilson, a 36-year-old roofer in the building trade from Norfolk. And he's uh, between 2016 and 2020, he's been operating from his bedroom in his mother's home. Now, David posed, as, that is David posed as teenage girls online to lure in thousands of children from the UK and abroad. He would get these children to send over sexual images and videos of themselves, and as many as 500 children sent him images. He targeted boys, of which a big majority was between the ages of 11 and 13 years old. And Holy crap. I know, it's disgusting. He would manipulate them and blackmail them by expressing how he would share their pictures online um, that they had sent to him unless they did things for him. Now, he used many ways to manipulate these children and asked them to explicitly abuse themselves, their siblings and their friends. Um, One of his victims was only four years old. Oh my God. It's so bad. I I, I got a question. Just to put out there, here's the question. Yeah. How, uh, I mean, a 14 year old's not dumb, 11 year old's not a dummy. They, they sense when something inappropriate is happening. You, you sense these things. Um, you don't need a parent over your, your, your shoulders every two seconds to let you know right from wrong. You, you begin to develop a sense of what right and wrong is as you, yeah. as you get to be that age. Um, yeah. And something, something as weird, as odd, as out there in left field as to take your clothes off or whatever it might be or put yourself in a sexually compromising position, take a picture of yourself and send it to me. How is that, how would it, any, a kid, let's, I don't know, somebody four or five, I don't really know, you know, it, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm a guitar player, you know what I mean? But some, somebody who's, who's 11 or 12 or 14 or 16 or 15, wouldn't that seem inappropriate? Wouldn't that ring some kind of bell and say, I'm not doing this? Like, what would be, why yeah, would somebody, I think- I think a lot of the time... I can can tell you that. I don't even know. (laughs) I think a lot of the time, Andy, children feel um, very insecure within themselves when it comes to things like this. And also, they're afraid to say no. 
Um, so how, how did he meet these, these kids? Online? On, 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 so yeah, on, he set up uh, several accounts. He, he basically um, set up, I think it was like seven different accounts or something like that. Um, and he was pretending to be a teenage girl to try and, you know, get these boys interested. He'd start off uh-huh. having a really friendly conversation, you know, luring uh-huh. them in, uh-huh. then start yeah. asking them questions and, you know, building up that trust and then starting to threaten them and, and, and it was disgusting. So, yeah, he threatened to um, send the images to his victim's friends, even though yeah. they were begging him and pleading with him to stop, even suggesting That's they wanted... Should- that's why, excuse me, that's why parents should check these kids' Instagram, Facebook. They should control it because you never know yeah. who's the predator out there. That's sick. Yeah. Kids were saying that they I'm wanted sorry. to take their own lives, you know, and he was still pushing them. Like one child was in so much pain from his father dying of cancer and another, his grandfather was dying. And yet this David still pushed them and threatened them and said, you know, you've got to do this. Um, so these poor children won't just bounce back so easily from all of this, and it's going to scar them for life. And as you can imagine, parents didn't know what was going on, so the children were too afraid to go forward, and it was going to basically to actually stop it. all of this was going on between 12 and 15-year-olds who had sent images of themselves to an account supposedly belonging to a 13-year-old girl. So the police found, yeah, it was seven fake female identities, 14 separate social media accounts, and five prepaid mobile phones, or well, cell phones to everybody in the US. Um, so he, David uh, pleaded guilty to 54 counts of causing and inciting a child under 13 to engage in sexual activity, 25 counts of causing a child to engage in sexual activity, 10 counts of causing a child to, want, uh, to watch sorry, a sexual act, Three counts of blackmail and four counts of arranging and facilitating the sexual exploitation. I'll get that right. Of a child, um, he has been sentenced to only 25 years, which I think is disgusting. How many years? came in a, a little bit. How many years? Sorry, 25 years. 25. Yeah. Uh, with a further eight years of extended license once he is released from prison. But I tell you what, boys, I wouldn't want to be here in because. I know for a fact there are people here in the UK who will track down people like him and give them a beating and make their lives hell. What else has got now? Did you, did you say that earlier? I forgot. If you, yes. How old is he? He's, he's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, He'll you know, I... When he gets out. He'll still be a young guy when he gets out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, uh, it, I, since I saw it, you know, it, I felt so sick reading through it, but... I thought it was really important to share because I think people, parents especially, need to be aware of just how vulnerable you open yourself up to be when you're online because people go under different names, show fake pictures and accounts, and you end up trying to trust these people, you know, and make friends. And I just think it's a a scary place to be for kids, and they need to be educated about this and made aware. I'm I'm surprised that there's not a stricter. I mean, I don't know how it is in the, in the UK, but um, here if somebody's given a 25 year sentence, they can get out in seven years, or I don't know what it is, nine, eight, seven years, something like that. In on good behavior, the good model citizen in prison. He's just got rehab. He's been great. Yeah. We can let him out. He's under supervision. Blah blah blah. In a halfway house, and they get out. Um, you know, I don't know how it is there. If he's, you know, so what? He'd be like what 61 or something when he when he got out serving 25 years. So. He yeah. could get out ten years, you know, and be forty six and still be a, a danger to society. I don't know how it is yeah. there. It, whether it's twenty five mandatory or just twenty five years, but we, we can let him out uh, early if he uh, shows himself to be an exemplary citizen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works there, but that's really uh, disgusting. I mean, that's like I have no room for that whatsoever. No, we, we can no. look around a lot about a lot of things, but that that's you know that's, no, just, that's bullshit. You know, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is, and you know, I'm like I said, I'm extremely passionate about wanting to put that across and um mm, so thank you, did, thank you darling thank Definitely. you, it you is too, it's so hard isn't it especially when you've got kids and you know you read things like that and it makes you pray sometimes they never experience anything related to that or you know have have anything happen to them that they've been too afraid to come forward and express this is happening to me because they're too ashamed and yeah I hate when you bring us news like that, you know. It, it, Why did you come here? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you come here? 
I'm sorry. It just needed yeah, to get out. Yeah, it's fine. It needs to get out. Yeah, yeah. But why did you come here? <laughs> because you're awesome, uh, dammit. Yes, yes, yes. We love you, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Seven Brighton, then, right, boys? Seven Brighton, then. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, uh, well, well, well. First, you know, let's let's do let's go right to our uh, Cornelius virus update here. Um, the um, the death toll. That's right. Uh, yeah, twenty-four hours, United States, three thousand three ninety-seven. Oh, I got to tell you something real quick. I just thought of this because I was looking for the weekend. But today is, in fact, Wednesday. I started a Wednesday show without saying, hey, it's Monday. How was your weekend? Because the last oh, Wednesday, that, remember, the last yes. in a row on Wednesday, I somehow thought it was Monday, and I had this whole intro. Hey, it's Monday. How was your weekend? And then that, Definitely. Uh, Congratulations, like, uh, Andy. You're like, you're like. Well, uh, when you called me this earlier today, I thought, I was like, we have a show tomorrow, right? I'm you did. You did that. <laughs> He did. Amanda, he did. Cornell thought that, you know, I, I was talking on the phone and he was saying, yeah, well, you know, yeah. we'll get ready for go tomorrow. And I thought that he, it was just, you know, he just, you know, got it wrong. Whatever. But yeah. he actually, then when I talked to him close to showtime, he says, oh, we get a show today. I'm like, yep. We do. <laughs> we do. Oh, Cornell. <laughs> we do. Only on the so end so we talk about the Wednesday yeah, shows. Right. I don't know the Wednesday shows. But anyway, getting back to our numbers, uh, 3,397 Today, uh, 3,269 yesterday, um, and, um, you know, it's gone up a couple of days ago. It was 15, uh, about 15, just sort of 1,500, 1,584. So they're holding steady, 1,500 to 3,500 3, people dying every day. In the, in the U.K., last 24 hours, mm-hmm. 1,000 people died. Yesterday, um, 1,052 people died. So um, what I'm seeing here is is a, it seems to be flattening out just a little bit much more, like be incredible. But um, it seems to be flattening out, and I, I'm not going to say it has anything to do with the uh, with the vaccine right now. But and I think what we're going to do is because of the Super Bowl. I bet you watch two weeks, we're going to see a spike. Three weeks from now, you're going to start seeing the, the cases go up. Yeah. The new cases, you know, the new cases is 96,342 here in the UK, 13,000 new cases there. Um, so, you know, new cases of, of coronavirus, 96,300 today in the last 24 hours. Um, yeah. About the same exact number, you know, right around the same number yesterday. And two days ago, around the same number again. Pretty flat. Yeah. Around. I mean, again, we say this every time we go over these numbers, you know, we say them like we're reporting on the stock exchange. These are human lives. These are daughters yeah. and sons and moms and dads and uncles and aunts with loved ones and friends and lives. They did something for the career and they were out doing what you're supposed to do is to enjoy, you know, when you're born into this world and you go out and can take advantage of what this world has to offer. These are people who did that and they're dead now or they're very sick now to the, to the uh, uh, toll of 476,499 here. And, um, 112,798 in the UK. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely tragic. And what strikes me now, and I'm particularly sensitive to it now, maybe even more so than I was previously, is because it was last February 8th, and we talked about this on our February 8th show, where that uh, interview with, uh, with Bob Woodward and Donald Trump, where, where Trump said, hey, Bob, this, this, is a, this is a bad one, Bob. It's airborne, Bob. Much more contagious than the flu. This, it doesn't discriminate, Bob. Young, old. Pretty bad. February, then why didn't he February 9th pick up a goddamn TV camera, get on there and say, hey, folks, here's what we're, we're going to be fighting soon. Here's what we need to do. Yeah. You know, I heard uh, that uh, Biden, um, in, with his efforts, is trying to get uh, four N95 masks mailed to every household in the United States. Oh, really? That's great. That's in, wow. the in the works. In the works. This wow. could have been done a year ago. Yeah. Mid February. Hey, yeah. if when you go to your mailbox, you get this little box. It's got these four white things. Uh, when you go outside, just put them on. Because if you don't, you might die. All right. You don't use that language, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, I'm like, okay. 
You have to be careful with that statement. <laughs> you imagine how many people go to their mailboxes and somebody's Andy, putting something Andy in there. Andy sure know how to make people look at his cameras. Look at this camera. <laughs> I'm not to, to the point. I don't believe in letting grass grow or beating around the bush. You say it. You know, you might die That's if you awesome. don't put the mask on. You know what I'm saying? If, yes. I, if in my administration, when I run, you're going to hear me saying things like this. I don't know what I'm running Damn from. Right. But whatever I'm running from, I'll be yelling that as I run. Damn right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to be a press secretary. <laughs> my second? <laughs> my like, what? Uh, my what? I said breast secretary. No, I didn't say I said press secretary, not breast oh, secretary. I said, I said my tech secretary. I'm gonna, I, yeah, you're going to keep all my appointments. <laughs> it's going to be a long list. It's going to roll up. Jeez. Andy, we got Jeez. more stuff to talk about, important stuff that's going on in America. No, no, no. Let me see the list. That's <laughs> <laughs> Or you're fired. <laughs> oh, God. There, there is some optimistic news, you know, kind of staying on this uh, kind of COVID conversation, kind of. We're kind of there. Um, Ohio is expected to lift its overnight curfew, allowing residents to visit restaurants and bars after 11 p.m. Um, wow. Governor, um, the governor there, Mike DeWine, promised to uh, eliminate the state's curfew, which is currently between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m., uh, if the number of COVID-19 patients in Ohio's hospitals remain below 2,500 for seven consecutive days. So uh, that's happening. And he's expected to lift that curfew and that'll allow people to go into bars and restaurants after 11 o'clock. And uh, speaking of, um, of that, in another state, uh, the state of, of New Mexico, um, the governor there, Michelle Lewin uh, Grisham, I think I have to pronounce her name or something like that. Excuse me, Governor of Mexico, if I said your name wrong, I probably did. But um, the rate of new coronavirus cases um, continues to drop in that state. New Mexico's governor says it will be dropping the mandatory quarantine rule for most out-of-state travelers um, in New Mexico. So we're starting to see um, we're starting to see reduction of the of the restrictions that have been put on us. And as a matter of fact, here in, in Southern California, um, there's patio dining opened up again, right? You can, it was closed, yeah. closed for two weeks. Um, but here's the difference between what we're seeing now and what we saw in July when Trump said, oh, we got to open up everything. We, we can't make the, the cure worse than the problem. Everything should be open. We got to go back to school. Oh, we got to open up these businesses. And people, yeah, you can't make me wear a mask. Yeah, right. Trump, 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 Trump. Um, uh, what we're seeing now, and here's the difference, and this is my opinion, I, I think I'm pretty, pretty well clued in, is, is that the openings, the reduction and loosening of the restrictions are based on science. What the numbers are telling us and, what those num- and how the science relates to those numbers, what's actually going on. Are people beginning to get, to get the message, you've got to go out and wear a mask. If we wear a mask and we protect ourselves, then this thing That's can right. spread. If this thing can't yeah. spread, we're going to be a lot better off as a population. If we can't spread, we'll nail it. It won't have anywhere yeah, to right. go. It, it will magically disappear. Right? Yeah. And yeah. what, what yeah. I think we're seeing is people just being, and I don't care if these are the, some of the same people, I'm sure they are, are people who months ago said, I'm out, you know, this, I have the right, I'm going to that store, and God damn it, I'm not going to wear a mask, and I'm going to, you know. And we saw lots of that. We saw film of, of, of horrible things going on between the uh, potential patrons of, of stores and store managers and owners, you know, fights, fist fights, um, and so forth. Uh, and, and again, I think that that whole, that whole attitude, that whole thing where bully somebody around it came from from trump himself you know lion ted sleepy joe the, the trump rallies yeah. was running for president 2016 uh punch that guy in the nose if he fights back i'll pay your medical bills what kind of talk is that for somebody running for president and this is back in 2016 but that whole, that whole, that, whole, that, whole that whole bully you know, barroom, bowling alley thug mentality that, that, that Trump brought to the White House as part of his persona dictated how, how the base would, would respond in specific situations. I have the right not to wear a mask. God damn it. You can't make me. It's my right. Hey, hey, hey I'm locked and loaded. You know, mm-hmm. do something about it, dude. Do something about it. You know, hey, Trump, Trump. You know, and that's where, that's where I think, you know, from, from the president's office, from the Oval Office on down, and, and some of these folks just needed that. They had a thirst for whatever that, 
that is, that anger, that, that, um, you know, the beat your chest, you know, whatever that, whatever the impetus of that is in somebody's psyche, Trump brought it out in there, you know, um, and I think what we're starting to see now, and not, not quickly, but we're starting to see some of that begin to dissipate. People are being responsible. People are wearing masks. People, uh, you, know, um, you know, the first responders and healthcare workers are being vaccinated. I'm getting number two tomorrow, and Cornell's getting number one tomorrow. Oh, really? We're, we're not talking about going to the bathroom here. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> we're not talking about number two. Number one. Yes. We're talking about we're talking about number two injection, number two vaccine for me of the Modelo. Yes, yes. Number one tomorrow. Number one. Which 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 are you getting? What are you getting there, uh, Cornell? Um, Modelo? Not Modelo. Andy, I really don't know until I get there. I'll definitely let you know. But I hope hope it's not like tetanus or something that they really are going to give you a the right uh, vaccine for the right thing, right? Yeah. Yes, of course. Make it Definitely. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm de- yeah, I'm yeah, going, I, I can't wait. And we then I'm coming out to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to having you out here, man. For my birthday. Um, Amanda, you, you coming April. too. I'm going to fly you April. out to Hollywood. You're going to yeah. fly me out to Hollywood? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would be a treat. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, me and hopefully Andy you right. as we go. Yes, Andy. We <laughs> fly out to Hollywood. That would be so great. Hey, I wonder if I can give my, you know, I have, I think I was telling Amanda on Monday's show that I have a, uh, I got a refund from America on a, a trip. I was supposed to do a whole bunch of shows and a, and a record recording in um, in London last uh, June. I think it was May or something like that. Anyway, didn't happen, yeah. COVID, you know, and American wasn't giving refunds at the time because the UK wasn't on the hot country list. The only thing they would do is give you credit. So I took the credit and I have a round trip airfare from here to London. And I wonder if I can give it to Amanda. Or if I'm lying. That would be great. <laughs> it's a pretty that would be ticket. great. I yeah, know. You, I really don't you gotta Sorry. you don't it's right? cheap I got the cheapest <laughs> it's a cheap seat in the luggage compartment, but I'm sure you'll be okay, Amanda. You can do it. It's only twelve hours. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't mind sitting with the dogs and uh <laughs> chicken. You know? Did, did, tell you, um, did he hey Amanda, did he tell you it's a crop duster? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me hold hey, on to the wings with my hair yeah, flapping yeah, in the wind. Stupid red parrot is one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just make sure that you have your parachute. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> parachute, goggles, yeah, my my protection in case I swallow hey, anything up. Yeah. <laughs> man, it's gonna be so funny because it's gonna be chickens in front of you that got better seats than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fine. I'm I'm uh, I'm humble enough to be able to do that. Thank God. Let's do it. I'm thinking about we all meet meet up in Vegas in April and we celebrating my birthday in Vegas. Wow. Vegas. Be yeah, I think Vegas would be. I think Vegas would be the thing to do if it's open. We'll have to, you know, yeah, you know, we'll have to judge it, look at it, see what's going on. Yeah. Um, that would be really great to do. It, it truly, yeah. Uh, because I'd be able to. Uh, I am Dracula, and I welcome you to my house. Yes. <laughs> we'd like to uh, we'd like to welcome you here. I have been expecting you. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you very much for the invitation, boys. Thank you very much. I you appreciate more than welcome. that. You, you come. You come. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Hey, you Aww. know, um, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks won the Super Bowl. And yes. normally, oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, they won, and uh, and Tom yeah. Brady was extraordinary. What what a yeah. what a what a phenomenal. You know, I I wasn't you know voting for them. I was what do you call it, rooting for them, um, but uh, you got to give him credit. You know, they, he he was absolutely exquisite. Him and Gronk. They call you know, him the goat. Patriots. Is that right? The goat. Yeah, is that what they call him? The goat. I don't. I haven't heard of that one. Like maybe you call that over there. No, no, I saw, I'm sure I saw something on where they were calling him the goat or something, but I, was, I didn't understand why. I, I don't know. I don't, I haven't heard that one. It doesn't mean they don't. It's just, I haven't heard it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But here's the interesting thing was, we know the, the uh, Super Bowl was in Tampa and Tampa was you know, the first time in 55 year Super Bowl history that the Super Bowl was played in the home team stadium. And the home team won. Yeah. And, 
it's 83 degrees in Tampa. Thank you. Your weather's brought to you by Corona Bear. No. Um, it's 83 yeah. degrees today, Zephyr in, in Tampa. But uh, normally, uh, Amanda, when they have Super Bowl victories here, a couple of days after that, the you know the team flies back to their home city and they have a great big parade and millions of people or whatever it is come out the streets and that you know they, they they show the trophy and they go down the street and everybody yells hooray and that's the end of it. But yeah. in Tampa, uh, what they did was um, you know just as why do people move to Florida? Um, you know you grab a boat, some friends, a few beverages, you take an 83 degree uh, degree day in middle of February um, plus. You take thousands of adoring football fans um, and the Vince Lombardi Super Bowl trophy and the Tampa Bay yep. Buccaneers celebrate their Super Bowl 55 victory with a boat parade on the Hillsborough River. That is uh, so cool. Isn't it cool yeah. as hell? And uh, yeah. you know what's something neat, folks? You want to see something neat? Uh, obviously, this is an audio program. I can't show you a picture. I would. But I, uh, I, I, you should go ahead, folks. You know, look up the Tampa news or whatever you might, you know, Tampa newspapers, whatever, and look at some of the pictures. It's amazing. It's so cool looking. It is so cool. All these thousands of boats, and there's the the, the football team in a big boat parade, and everybody cheering. It's really, really cool. Really cool. I think Tampa, wow. should, win this. Tampa should win this thing more often. <laughs> I like I like the whole celebration aspect that you guys have over there with like sports. Because I know sports is a huge deal over there, and sport is a big deal here, but. It's not celebrated in the same kind of hype, you know? And so um, when I hear about things like that, I think, wow, yeah, that's so good, so good. Um, I guess we're a bit yeah. more reserved in that sense, you know? I don't know. I don't know, but... Excuse me? Oh, they won. <laughs> Very good, old chap. I think we're winning. Do you have any great football? You don't say <laughs> Why do you have any great football? I think we're winning. Amanda, this is not me. Don't blame me. This is not me. This is not me making fun of you. It is. Yes, it is. I don't take it personally. You carry on. Yes, it is. (laughs) I think, um, uh, yes, I think we're ahead, are we? I think we won. The game is over. You don't say. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. 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 Oh, I think it's yeah. funny how you think, though, that people raise their voices towards the end of a question or sentence. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, hey, yo, man, only thing you got to say, only thing you got to do is like this, well, guys, you know, really, everything is okay. Do that again, Quinnell, do that again. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You guys, uh, you guys. You know? You uh, know um, I still didn't prepare my American accent. I'm going to work on that, you know. Please do. You have a couple of days to do it. We'll give you a couple Thank of days. Thank you. you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's an order. No. <laughs> it's, it's which accent I'm going to have to choose to be very careful with. I yeah, don't want to offend yeah. anybody. Listen, this is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, Amanda. Uh, yeah. Cornell. We're yeah, yeah. done. It's a oh. hour. We're an hour, man. We're 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 rapping. Wow. We're, rapping. we're not really rapping. We're rapping the show. <laughs> hey, thanks. I want to say thanks to our Instagram listeners. I went live and everything, so it's only a few people on there. But thank you guys for listening. Aww. And thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You there, Cornell? We lose you? No, I'm still here. Anyway, so it's been a pleasure, folks, um, uh, more for you than for us, I'm sure. Anyway, listen, um, you know, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Amanda, take us home, you know. Okay, from Andy Kimball in Hollywood, from Cornell Butler in Navy, Delaware, and my seven UK, Amanda Love. Sending you all love and thank you for being here and listening with us and um, we'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.